0: morning everyone my name's is paul i'm the project lead on quality for the well-being and recovery college and here today with with a colleague and friend will astall who's uh, going to talk to us later we're talking today all about men's mental health and around the reasons why we have the the stigma etc and the reasons for not talking about it Will and I are both quite happy to discuss our, our mental health and feel that the benefit from doing that will hopefully help others. So without any further ado, I'd just like to introduce Will. Good morning, Will. Hi, good morning. How are you? All right. I'm good, thanks, Will. I guess to to start off just a basic intro about yourself and your background and how you work with uh, your mental health and manage hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, sure.
1: My mental health—it goes—it goes quite far back, really. It Goes back to probably, I'd say, it started in 2005. I, I joined the forces, the army, in 2005, and that was quite a young age. And um, yeah, I was I was 17, and that's a very sort of an impressionable age. So you sort of I was sort of in a quite a high. Octane environment from a young age and, um, you know, I did all the training, all the basic training and things like that. I ended up deployed to Afghanistan in September 2009 through till May 2010. So it's a nice long tour. Mm. I was uh, 20 when I, when I was deployed. So again, still uh, 20 to 21. So I have the 21st birthday out there as well. A lot of trauma, uh, mental trauma uh, from that uh, came out of the back of that. But I didn't leave the forces i stayed in for my sins and did another tour a few years later a couple of years later but obviously a lot of the uh, anxieties the the sort of the, the nightmares were sort of very repressed and very like, like suppressed if you like pushed down just to carry on and work in the environment i was working with so i did my second tour in 2013 i left the forces promptly after that one you know, I enjoyed my time there. I've made some really good friends. There's a, there's a lot of great blokes in the forces. Um, but mental health is something then, whether it's better now. I'm, I'm assuming it's getting better now from what I read. Uh, but it just wasn't talked about um, at all. In fact, it was very much stigmatised. And I sort of carried that with me when I left. I left and I've uh, been to the big, wide world, the real world, if you like. Not sheltered. No, no routine from the forces. Nothing to uh, nothing to sort of follow. But I went straight into the prison service. That didn't go well. I was there for about three months. I didn't enjoy that. And then it was really bouncing from work, job to job, really. Symptoms really from PTSD started like a year after I left. They were sort of always bubbling away and they sort of manifested themselves and showed themselves in sort of like anger, you know, anger, anxiety, depression, some like basic, like some like a small amount of OCD with checking behaviors. You know, I needed to know where different exits were in places and and things like that. But it didn't really sort of came to a head, I reckon, in June 2014 is when I first made a call for when I was first called for help, really, because I was in a really low that was my lowest, I think that was my lowest ebb. You know, suicidal thoughts um, about not because I didn't want to be in my head anymore and I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be, you know, normal, I say in quote, you know, air quotes. And I couldn't uh, everything I tried just couldn't seem right. I wasn't sleeping. I had this constant pain in my chest. Mm. And um I've I called uh Wellbeing Matters, um which is uh one of the mental health services which we have up in Stafford. in Staffordshire, right. isn't it? Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, and they they put me through to um for CBT. Which did help. It really helped. You know, it gave me some coping strategies and and things like that. So I went through went through the sort of the, the went through the mill of CBT. Came out of that okay, and um, a, a year, eighteen months later, uh, I was back in wellbeing matters again for EMDR, which is sort of for your eye movement it sort of replicates like the rem sleep to sort of move memories and process your memories properly because i'm still struggling with nightmares and anxiety especially anxiety and the the depression sort of followed along sort of chucked into the mix as well so the 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 emdr really really helped i had a good a good um i had two rounds of emdr i had 20 sessions with my first one had a break and then it went back in and had another uh, subsequent twenty sessions again, so that was a that was a, that was a lot of EMD, a lot of yeah. processing to do.
0: Yeah, um, I know. I know we talked a a lot lot with this. i was just thinking, you've now, I mean, this is incredible, really, how you've I know your journey and how you've you've learned to manage with this. Mm. You've now got uh, a wife, family, and I was just wondering how that starts to impact and work with, with that
1: yeah uh, well my wife i've been i was uh, you know we met in 2010 after my um after my first tour we met and we married in 2000 and th- uh, 2012 we got married to get that right in case you listen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no married yeah. in 2012 um so she, she was she was sort of with me on my journey from when i left the forces from pretty much from when I finished my first tour all the way through to leaving and she was sort of like a big support uh leaving she's been she, you know she's found me she's helped me find different different jobs different work and you know anything I want to try she's been supportive in that and uh, uh along along that that we've had we've had a son uh he was born in 2011 um so he's, he was quite young so when I left I had all this going on uh, she could see I wasn't right. I was going off the rails. My behaviour was erratic. You know, I was the checking behaviours were erratic. You know, I wouldn't go to bed until I would made sure I check every window in the street yeah. to make sure I counted them all. You know, if there was a car I wouldn't recognise, then that would be something I'd constantly be getting up to check every night. Every, you know, every well throughout the night I'll get up and check it because I wouldn't sleep properly. You know, she sort of, you know, a bit of tough love. She she encouraged me to. She wanted me to make the call. But she, you know, she didn't do it for me. She knew I, it, you, you know, I had to do it for myself. I, I had to do it. It's mental health is is something you've got to take responsibility for. Well, I've that's what attitude I've got towards it. It's my yeah. Yeah. mental health, and I choose how I want to man- how I want to man- uh, manage it. You know, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. You've got to take that first step because I think how I saw it, there was like a stigma around it. And me admitting that I've got something wrong, I've obviously somewhere, in my mind at that time, I'd failed somewhere. But yeah. really, it's just a human brain trying to cope with too much trauma. Yeah. It's your brain trying to do so. There was no sort of, you know, I know I hadn't done anything wrong. Now I do anyway, looking back on it. And, um, yeah, she very, you know, it was, it was great to have that sort of support unit around me. She was, you know, great support with it. And, you know, having a sort of focus with with. With uh, with my son, it's great. You know, it's it's a reason for me to sort of get better, to sort of not we're well, not get better, but manage manage it around it and be more sort of open about it. You know, he luckily he was young enough not to remember when I'm at my worst, when I couldn't leave leave the house. He, he doesn't remember that. He, I think he was around two or three. So that's the sort of you know, I think all he remembers is that is daddy's taking me to nursery and stuff. Daddy's at home, which is cool. You know. He, for him, which is fine. That's if that's all he can remember. It, brilliant, perfect. That's you yeah. know he knows he knows you know as he gets older, you know we're quite open about talking, you know. And he's yeah. he's off to he's off to high school next year, so we want to really sort of put emphasis on talking and how you're feeling, especially with you know a bit of a tangent, but there'll be social media coming into play in the next couple of years, no doubt. Yeah. And, you know we want to be open with him with that, but you know they're a big help and
0: it's so important, isn't it? Well, I mean. Mm, I think that, uh, and that's one of the things that just really impressed me when we when we first met and talked about it because that is a, a big responsibility and being able to be that open with our children and and that making it part of who you are and the, mm. the importance of that. I mean, as you know, we sort of came from from very different backgrounds and we've mm. we've got on with these, we we share this passion to to really talk to other men, particularly uh, who who may be hearing this or you know maybe going through some of the experiences we've had. as you know, just a, a brief brief background on on me that I came to this through basically a, a toxic environment at work which which I sort of had to uh, endure for for some time and uh, ended up having a, a breakdown mm. a, a few years ago. Um, through bullying just managers bullying me and uh, but yes the 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 point is that we both get here to the point now where we we are on our kind of recovery journey. we accept all the help and are grateful for all the help and the people who want to support us mm. and the the different mechanisms and and we just want to share what we're about and hopefully by hearing us talk so openly like this um, some some guys out there you know guys women whoever if, if this helps anyone to to really address and kind of start to own like like you said earlier own the kind of your mental health your own mental mm. issues then it's got to be a good thing hopefully so, um, yeah, I, I thought well, one of the, I mean, that's, I think that gives people a, a, a sort of bit of background on, on both of us. So, so I just thought one of the things I thought that we, we sort of talk about, which is, and you've already sort of touched on it. why don't we talk about it? Why, why is it that, that us as blokes particularly don't mm. talk about mental health? and found this found this survey which which gave us like um it was done in uh, three years ago so again it's probably changed quite a bit i should imagine with the pandemic and everything no. else that's happened but at this point this was a survey done by the priory i think three years ago and they, they listed their sort of top six uh reasons why men don't talk about mental health and the top the top one or the top two are really related. The the top one is I've learned to deal with it. The second one is I don't wish to be a burden to anyone. Mm. And I think I don't know about you, but I mean like, I I've looked at these top six. I can totally relate to them. But yeah, it's having to to work through it, isn't it? Well, we'll you know.
1: Yeah, I mean the the first point I learned to deal with it. That's a that's an interesting one because they've learned someone say they, they've they learned to deal with it they've done it on their own you know it's which is you know you, you can self-care is really important but learning to deal with it just like um living with it and not telling anyone and learning to deal with it you, you can i think you're at risk of introducing yourself more negative behaviors you know yeah. if i i know if i don't manage myself then i can start you know little behaviors can start creeping back in you know the door opens and you know so you know doors open cracks start appearing and things like that if i don't manage it myself so yeah that sort of just seems to be papering over the cracks sort of thing i think i've learned to deal with it because yeah and the second one what was the second one
0: well i don't wish to be a burden to anyone and again we can all relate we can all relate to that definitely but by being kind of standoffish if you like, for want of a mm-hmm. better word. You you're not helping yourself, are you? And that's the thing that until you get it out there, until you start to like we both, you said it earlier. I mean you said it this thing isn't easy, is it? What no. we're dealing what we're doing with, what we're dealing with, it just isn't easy. There's no easy solutions. But the the thing that the message that I think we both want to try and get over is the fact that it's however you do it, it's important to get it out there. It's important mm. for yourself. And that, I don't wish to be a burden to anyone. Again, that's kind of hiding away. And that's, these are, I mean, looking at the these, this that they are very blokish things to do. They
1: are. It's you a know? very sort of blokish thing to say. Um, yeah. You know, burden on anyone. I think, and what people don't realise is people are actually, some people are actually more accommodating than you think yeah they're more accommodating than what you you know you give people credit for i mean i've had you know one of my friends one of my best friends outside of the forces he's well he's he's in the police now but we're very we we talk all the time you know and if one of us hasn't spoken for a few days you know just a quick drop in a quick check in and you know we're very open about our both our mental health because you know he still works in quite a high high um high-risk environment so you know and he knows he can come to me for a chat and i can go to him for a chat because we sort of got that background but yeah you know i think yeah i think now uh people are going to be more accommodating but i think people are more accommodating than they think i think i think it's an uh, you don't want to i'm not sure what to say i don't think it's you know when
0: i don't know i just don't know what to say yeah well no but i i get what what you're talking about because the the thing with all of these like i said they're all kind of linked these these top six but that a lot of it is like it's a survey about men obviously so so it's i guess what you expect but like the next two that we move on to is i'm too embarrassed and also what we mentioned earlier what you specifically mentioned there's a negative stigma about this type of thing and again that's something like you said I've certainly encountered that what you must have encountered that as you from what you said earlier
1: I mean yeah I mean what I started to do when people are asking me how I'm feeling I'm I'm honest yeah just like sometimes I'm like oh I've you know, I've got a bit of chest, I've got some chest pains in here, but then I can go and think, so what am I doing today? What is, is, there, an, is there some sort of, is there an, is there something behind this? Is there an anxiety yeah. that's causing today? And usually like I can break down my day and have a look at it that way and sort of go, okay, well that's new. So I've not done that before. So that probably explains it. So instead of like succumbing to it, I observe it and watch it. But, but yeah, I mean, I I've, I've, remember when I, I worked at my, my last job, um, there was a there's a lad there and he just didn't look right. He didn't look right at all. Yeah. And I was like, and the, you know, I chatted to him every now and again. You know, and he's, uh, I was like, you're right, mate. And he's like, yeah, fine. He's like, you sure you don't look right? And he goes, nah, I'm fine. It's like, Do you, should I tell you what's wrong with me? And he's like, what? It's like, I've got anxiety, anxiety and depression. It's like sometimes I look happy, but it's just sometimes it's just a mask. So you're right. And he's like, no, I'm not. I've got, I'm, you know, I'm really down. So sometimes it just takes, you know, someone to, I think that 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 sort of openness about it can make people feel quite, you know, a bit more comfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, and he's doing, from what I can see, he's doing all right for himself. You know, he he did start to go and get, you know, some sort of CBT, I think. I think he went through wellbeing matters and he started implementing things in his day just from just asking, you know. And if you can't get the prompt you want, you know, well, not the prompt, if you can't get the sort of answer you think, that's wrong and you because i don't know about you but i can see if someone's down a mile off i can see yeah. you can sort of tell you, there's these little things
0: yeah i think and when I'm... you when you go through like like i said we've both experienced it you you do recognize it in others don't you and mm. and i think what you said as well is so important because we all do that mask thing don't we all, all do that initial we don't want to talk about it i'm i'm kind yeah i'm fine I'm yeah i'm fine thanks okay. yeah, yeah i'm good but like, because you were prepared to uh, open up about it, mm. it got a response, didn't it? And and mm. I've found that the same thing like that. And I'm hoping that that is the same for, for what we're talking about today now, that by us offering, kind of offering first and saying, look, we, we know there are so many issues around this subject for us and, and yeah. for the way our experience, but, by by doing what you just did what you said with that guy that that you open up and we're both saying look we've had these issues we've we've had to work with them how to find our way through how to go on this journey that hopefully then that helps other people to to do that mm. um i'm just looking at the 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 last couple on this list and it, i don't want to admit i need support and that kind of ties into the what you just said about the, <laughs> That, yeah. uh, that guy and the last one i don't want to appear weak mm. so these, these like you said every one of them like you know the the bloke thing the i i can't appear to be you know anything less than, than really strong i have to be handling this when you know consider you know we're strong blokes but we've yeah. learned that the importance of just communicating what we what we do communicating that our experiences in the hope that it helps others.
1: Yeah. I mean saying, you know, not wanting to appear weak. It's like I said, it's a very sort of masculine trait. Yeah. That, that probably needs to, that does, you know, mas- masculinity in itself needs to be looked at in general about how, what's acceptable and what's not. But yeah, that sort of, you know, I don't want to appear weak. And you know, if anything asking for support and getting the support and then identifying you've got a problem and going to some and having that sort of because it you know it does take it takes a lot it takes a lot to to admit and but getting to that point where you admit it and it's like opening it's like a pressure release valve sometimes yeah you know that's that's not weak it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to find that sort of gut to sort of find that with anyone And, you know, self-care, looking after yourself to, to, you know, to fortify your mind and like, you know, make it stronger and things like that by doing these different things, you know, allowing people, allowing yourself to speak to people and giving them, uh, you know, allowing them to give you the tools you need to make you better so you can use them to make yourself stronger. I mean, it's not weak at all or, you know, weakness there's no there's no weakness there and wanting to you know make yourself better and you know make yourself stronger
0: yeah um, it's it's all uh, public perception again isn't it mm. will and we both learned to to kind of to handle it in that way and, and despite the fact we felt all that every single thing i can say on those top six i i recognize and i've done it uh, but it's mm. the important thing is i think with both of us that we've found our own way to kind of handle those things and move forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things I, I wanted to talk about was accepting you, where you are, your situation, and and then sort of learning to release things and let let go. Uh, I just wonder if you wanted to, you know, talk through that a little bit.
1: I mean, learning to, yeah, learning to release things is, and letting go. The first thing you've got to do is... Um... The, the most important thing I had to do was admit that I needed help. Releasing things can be quite hard because it's in some ways that you sort of identify with some of your, with some of your behaviours, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It so does. that it becomes a, as part of your, um, because part of your personality, if you like, and and things. I found that the hardest thing for me, and I think was a big thing for my mental health, is I had a character. I was in in, in the army. I was I wasn't I wasn't the will. I was. I had two different wills. I had one that was in the forces and I had one that was at home and yeah. the, the 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 dad and the husband. And then when I left, there was no place for that character that I've been carrying with me for like seven years. There was no place for him. So it's sort of like, yes. So letting go of that, it was sort of like a mourning. It feel, felt like, and still does sometimes, like a mourning process. Cause it's like a, yeah. a, a character is like, some a part of me had, had if you like died. It served his purpose. You know, that mask had gone. Sometimes it is necessary to make the changes to let things. It is necessary to, to improve and grow, because sometimes they can be quite stifling, uh, some some sort of personas you put on yourself to, to cope, especially when you're trying to, like, uh, mask how you're feeling. After a while, it, you know, it doesn't matter how well you wear it, it won't fit at some point. You know, it won't suit you. It, it, and it'll start, to, you know, the cracks will start to appear.
0: Your description there, like, uh, of mourning the loss of a part of yourself in a sense like you said because it must be such a a strong identity when you're in the military like that Mm. um and and i i don't think i've ever heard it sort of said like that so it's Mm. quite eye-opening for me really i Mm. i'd never never thought of it like that but i know i know for me that in my my environment where as i said i was being bullied and that i had to come to a point of Yes, it happened because we all go through this. Did it really happen? Did Was mm. that the way it was? And uh, acceptance of that was was a big part for me with the counselling and the support I was getting from the, the network and everything was learning how to accept it. And then from that point, only when you're kind of doing that, can you start to, to release it. Mm. And and I think uh, for me, that, that moment of, of kind of being aware when you were starting to get, you were starting to get well again and on control. And I, I confronted, not not confronted, but just uh, had an experience where I was put in a, a room with the the two managers who'd been bullying me. And at that point I'd had enough support and encouragement uh, and I was in a good place to be able to go to them. and. Mm. You know genuinely have this meeting and wish them well and move on and i remember so so clearly how that was a just a changing point for me mm. That at that point i was like from here on it's it, you know things have changed it was a game changer and I, yeah i i, I was sort of yeah and i just wonder whether you'd had that that kind of experience yourself like you said i mean Certainly coming out of the military in that and having those that sort of conflicting kind of, I like said almost personalities to to deal with. I think
1: you know it's the the compassion side of what you show is sort of like a growth in itself, isn't it? So you being able to you know wish them well and have that sort of key part of moving forward because you can't move forward if you're still holding on. Yeah, still holding on to things and. um Definitely. I think, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything sort of to compare. I mean, the trauma that I went through, I, I sort of accept that it's happened, and I sort of have a med. There's a, there's a meditation I do sometimes where it's a sort of a visualization one. It's quite long winded, um but it's worth it. It's, it's a good one uh, where you go back to that point and you, you tell yourself. So I, I speak to as if I'm speaking to my 20 year old self, as if. I was looking at him and he was looking at me and just tell him that you're going to be all right, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And then sort of carry that sort of and how I would feel hearing that from like the future self. It's really quite, it's quite complicated. But I think the important thing is like, I've accepted what happened, you know, it's always going to be there. But it's something that's important to me now, because without it happening and me accepting that it's happened, I'm not able, I've not been able to make the changes I have and ultimately become like you know keep going on this journey of becoming better and stronger in my mind so bizarre as it sounds without the trauma and things that have happened to me i wouldn't be where i am today and i'm you know i'm you know quite accepting of where i am and who who i am today you know as a father and as a husband and you know somebody goes to work so it's sort of like i've accepted that's happened sometimes i have bad days sometimes i don't but moving forward you know, without that point and without the other sort of traumas intertwined around it, cause it was a long seven months, I tell you, it was a long seven yeah. months, I wouldn't have been able to just, you know, find these things that work for me and things that I ultimately enjoy to help me cope.
0: Yeah, so, I think I think when, when we, both of us, have kind of arrived at this place for, from different directions, but what mm. we share, it's, it's that thing to sort of, we both want to give people hope,
1: it's it's definitely hope from from it definitely because there is there is always there's always you know it doesn't matter whereabouts you know whereabouts in the tunnel you are you will get to that light eventually it's there it just takes a bit of walk it takes it takes time yeah. It takes time and patience because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight it takes a lot of work I mean the, the 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 idea I had of CBT when I first went I thought it was going to be a cure I thought mm. they're going to help me I'm going to be better after this but it's not. It's not like that at all. When you you know when you sort of read more into it, you've got to put the the work in yourself, and then putting that when you put in the work in yourself, you find different things that work for you. So it's like gives you like the spade to start digging, to start digging really, and the tools to start digging, and you know, digging for that treasure if you like, or going through that you know gives you the sort of direction you know you need to head through that tunnel, and it's a journey that you take. And sometimes you might find yourself back in that sort of like that tunnel. You've got to find, but you sort of know you've been there before, and you know it's not forever. But it's using the tools. Depression is known as the black dog. It's, it's you know, you've heard, you've heard, heard loads of people. Loads of people. Yeah. It's called the yeah. black dog. So, you know, when I, I've, I've got my a morning routine, it's you know, it's it's taking the dog for a walk because I need to take the dog for a walk. You know, as well as the other one, I've got to take the 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 you know that the black dog needs exercising because it's the dep- it's depression. It's not doesn't go anywhere it's just yeah. managed and if you're doing these things to exercise it it's not going to bug it's not going to be yeah.
0: annoying yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh, i think that that's the thing it, we're both um like-minded on this aren't we because mm. i i kind of i don't know something kind of clicked with me that uh, when i had that that breakdown that i was just going to accept and find out as much once i got to a point where i could obviously because when you're at that that very low point, the bottom of the pit, or whatever, you you can't experience anything. Um, you're literally in survival mode. For me, once I, I got myself with it, with the support and the counselling, to a point where I was able to take some sense of responsibility, and I just kind of something in me just said, you know, look, you've got to. Do this the best you can you've got to now find out what works for you and this is why when when we talk about it's all everyone will have their own journey everyone will have their own way of of getting through this of of coming through and finding a way to manage and and live a better life you know we're all unique individuals aren't we so what works for you might not work for me vice versa and for everyone else yeah who might be listening but i think the important thing is just that we both put that effort in and there isn't any quick fix with with this kind of thing unfortunately but the, all we can say is that look at where we both are now able to openly talk about this and i feel so privileged to be in this position where we can we can share and it gives yeah. you great just that that so yes you can you can do this you can get through it it's no it's not easy But yes, there there is hope there and give it a go and try, try everything. Try, yeah. Try everything. It doesn't matter what you try.
1: Try mindfulness, try yoga, try meditation, try all these things that are there, these tools, anything that's like good for your mind, try it. And you will eventually find what suits you. It's, you know, and and you get to try different things in the process. But when you've done that, just keep it simple. Don't, Don't try and do too many things that, you know, do what you enjoy i exercise i read and I, yeah. and I do and i do breath work and yoga and that's that's it yeah three things that's all i need you know if i can do those things then i do those things
0: mate every day it's it's finding a structure that that works for you isn't it and moves you forward rather than, than backwards yeah we have our bad days now we you know it's one of those things where you're learning how to to deal with those and for me i'm i'm more a lot more relaxed about that and i recognize that in me and if that's uh, that day is there mm. i don't fight it anymore whereas i used to like i'm trying to control this now i kind of let it flow and let it just work its way through and 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 so that way it has minimum impact on me uh, that's the best way i can describe it you know yeah. it, it's it's kind of reducing the effect because these things are with you like you said they're part of us mm. and, yeah. and and it's unfortunately it's not something you can just switch off so it's way way you manage it and like i said for for me that is one of the things it's kind of the the way of least impact of just trying to relax through it which is not easy it's like all of these things are skills aren't they that we have to learn yeah i mean i don't know if there's anything you just want to say i'm just mindful of the time you and i could chat for, for hours and hours on this but i know am just looking at the time with the uh the podcast so is there anything you particularly wanted to say to to sort of round off or
1: we've we've covered everything in you know we've, we've sort of gone over things like a brief sort of overview yeah today. there's there's loads of points there which we could go down so many different rabbit holes of what we've spoken about today yeah you know, it's so many different yeah. so, so many different topics in one sort of short podcast
0: yeah i just wanted to thank you again i think when we get together and we're we're open like this, hopefully we, we see the benefits um yeah a lot of what we're talking about if any of you listen to this uh want to enroll it's free to enroll and sign up for the, the recovery college look at the college website and, and get all the, the details on there just want to again finally we'll thank you and no, say you. say we'll um we'll talk again i'm sure and thank you for for being a guest on the podcast <laughs>